two. All right. All right, man. The button has been pressed, and, and uh, history we... and our fate will change forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First super deep to begin. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, welcome to episode 92. You're listening to The Journey to Forever. Um, my name is Daniel. And you know who it is. Cue that intro. <laughs> my name's Ivan, and I'm a scientist by day and a writer by night. And I'm Daniel. I'm a neuromuscular therapist. And I run my own practice. And you're listening to the weekly podcast, Journey to Wherever. Enjoy the show. Man, that was like, where are we going with this? Okay, I've been saving this story for you. Okay. I've been saving a story for I was like, I've got to tell Ivan. I was like, no, no. I've got to save it for the Ivan and the people because I want like the reaction. Like I want the genuine reaction. All right. I, I'm slightly nervous, but anyway. I may... Should I use the word allegedly beforehand let's just say allegedly but you know what i mean right i may have spotted flying stuff in the sky are you serious <laughs> it was early in the morning okay, okay. are we going to talk about this why it's our shame okay fine fuck right. we want. <laughs> i wake up early in the morning as you know yeah and i get um i get dressed in the old studio okay and um so i wake up in the morning it's just kind of like Oh, it's just a routine that I have, right? Yeah. And it's probably... Um, so, I'm getting up early in the morning to watch the Euros. Okay. So, I'm up, up just that little bit early. Is in soccer? Yeah. Okay. Football. Okay. Football. Yes. Football. Um, and it's... Four-ish? 4.40 in the morning. Okay. And it's, it's your typical like... You see this like... Oh, is that a... Is that a plant? Wow. What's... Why is it moving like that for? Where did it go? Really? Was that quick? Yeah, it was like three seconds. Well, how big was this thing? Big enough to not be a plane? Um, I, I'm, in terms of distance, it's hard to tell, right? Like, let's just say if you're standing where you are right now and you're looking at that corner of the wall, yeah, it was a 10 cent piece. That's big, dude. I don't know how far that is, though. Well, you're saying in the sky it would have been that far. It was like, it was far, maybe five cent piece, somewhere in the middle. It was like that in the sky, yeah. And but it just like, disappeared. It just kind of went. It, uh, let me. I, I got to do. Di- I got to do this. I can't describe it. But it went like For YouTube. The YouTube watchers. It went it. like. It came from this angle down here like that. Yeah. It was. But I was like, oh, was that like like my 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 vision? Yeah. And then it, went, it was like doing this. Yeah. And then it went like that. Really. And then and then it just forth? and then it. It's like someone went. And just switched the light off. Switched the light. Switched the light off. Far and out. I went. I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got to tell him. I was like, actually, no. No. I'll tell him on the podcast. Uh, see? You know what? The predictions, man. I'm telling you. It was super quick, though. And I, it, it did this did funny it have a little... shape? Was it like a triangle shape? I don't know. Circular-ish. I don't know. I wish is... I could be more, uh, you know, like... The truth is coming, people. We said it. We predicted it before <laughs> this year started. I don't know nothing about this topic, but it was my... I was like, is this my first sighting? Like, how exciting. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You <laughs> I feel like... I was like, oh, I'm one of the many other people out there. Anyways. Now you're not a conspiracy theorist anymore, are you? Because you've witnessed the truth. I don't know what I witnessed, but I'm like, I'll share it with you because you're kind of like in that realm. It's one of those things, right? Because there's, there's reports coming out slowly, slowly, right? <clears throat> and video evidence from the military around what... 
sightings have been seen mm-hmm. and things that they can't describe as yet. But apparently there's like this report that's going to be released or something. Mm. And if you think about it, when um, when in 2000, what year was it? It would have been 2000 and was it 17 maybe when Trump was in office? Yeah. He set up the Space Force. That sounds good, Space Force. And and I think a lot of people kind of... Just sound like an American Space Force. It's Space Force. Space Force. It's a new segment of the military. Space Force. And I think a lot of people at the start were kind of like, <laughs> what is this? Like, why are, we, why are you going to be spending money probably on this? And yeah. Space Force. And people mocked the logo. It was like the Star Trek logo on this comparison. <laughs> but you got to kind of ask yourself, like, why is any, regardless, why is any country setting up a military in space... If yeah. there's no potential threat from space. Well, that makes sense, right? Whether it be cyber in satellite form and we've got to monitor things Because no one's going to attack you over there. Well, that's right. Whether you. it's maybe monitoring, you know, aircraft that are flying that high up and, and what different countries you are You don't have do. to be all or, the way over there to monitor that, though. You've got to be over there to well, maybe battle there's some someone stealth, else. Maybe there's some stealth satellites or drones or something flying no, high. Know. Who knows? Space But Boris. it makes you kind of wonder... Like, what's out there? And now we're seeing more and more of it, you know, kind of things coming out. There's always been like, oh, we saw a sighting and this and that. But at the end of the day, we we would be naive to think that biological of anything, any organism did not form in the universe at the same time or within some you know number of billions of years or millions of years within the time frame of Earth. Yeah. And are not out there. Yeah. It's just... It's just it's, it's likely it's, to happen. Yeah. And have they advanced much more faster than us? Possibly. Possibly. Depends. And have they been able to explore further than we have? Possibly. Mm. So, I don't know, man. You you may have uh, you may have uh, had indeed your look, first sighting. It, it could have been it could have been that. I could have been exceptionally tired. I it's, it's somewhere in the middle. But it was odd. It, again, there was no crazy strobe lights. It wasn't a different color. Cuz you're not really one of these skeptical type people like that. No. You're not. No. So if you to bring it up, well, I just found it funny. Like, I was like, because so, it happened, right? So, what was more interesting was my emotions throughout the day about it. Yeah. As opposed to the actual oh, thing. So that thought about it. So, after. I thought about it. I was like, so then like my natural kind of, you know, practical brain was like, no, nah, dude, you're just tired. There was just, maybe it was like a light reflection from the back and, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. It was, I was kind of then make, it was the, the excuse phase yeah. was the first third. Then the second third was... Um, shit, what happens if it really was? Yeah. And then it was like, the, that was the fun period. Then there was the third phase was like, what did I see it for? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's like, and, and why then, was and it then, like And then a little quick? piece of blood just trickles out of the nose <laughs> and you're like, shit, I've been probed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, slightly switch gears. Um, <laughs> I, I was asked a very funny question uh, yesterday and I'm going to ask you the same question. Okay. What was the most dad thing you've done in the last seven days the most dad thing dad thing jeez um i was like oh, i've done a lot of dad i like a good i like a good stumper i was like i've I'll, done I'll a give. lot of dad things in the last seven days i've had oh it should be easy then so what have you done what's the most what's the most dad i mean as in dad as in i've been doing so much parenting lately at the yeah, same no, time but it's, it's something it's something that the kids are walking about oh dad um <laughs> or it could be like oh that's such a dad thing like even like a dad joke it's something like that you know What's the most dad thing you've done in the last seven days? You no, know, I did do something, but I can't remember what it was now. It was actually a very dad thing. I think everyone looked at me and I was like, what? Come on. Like, kind of like a you, get you out. serious dad, get out kind of thing. 
Let me have a think. I've got to kind of think about this. I, I, um, my, my, do you want to know my response? Yeah. My response to my dad moment was, um, and like apparently it's not cool to uh, tuck your pants into your socks. That's ultra dad. (laughs) Is that ultra dad? (laughs) It's pretty dad. So I was like, I woke up again, Euros in the morning, and um, and my little guy Maxwell, he's like. (laughs) He's because uh, so in my in in the studio I've got the TV and I've got like the the whole headset thing so I'm like blaring it so nobody can hear it but like obviously the TV like the door frame's got like a glow yeah so, so my little guy wakes up like huh why is there a glow in the, in the study for so he's like you know opens the door and I'm like oh buddy what's wrong it was really early and then he looks at me and he goes the first thing was why are your pants in your socks and I was like. <laughs> It's because it's it's to keep dad warm. <laughs> and he's like, oh. I was like, come on, buddy. Off back to bed. Dad's watching his football. <laughs> so he went back to bed. I was like, okay. I think that's probably the most dad thing I've done. Yeah. Tuck, look, my, I, I, tuck my pants into um, my, my pajama pants into my socks. That's that's pretty dad. I um, uh, l- Lately, I've probably had a lot more dad things happen to me okay. rather than doing dad things. Okay. And like there was one time I was inside, it was this week and I was sitting down at my desk doing work mm-hmm. and then I was probably on a call or just finishing a call and then my office door opens and then one of my kids sticks their head in. I'm not going to say who it was, but sticks their head in and they were like, <laughs> dad, I just farted like seven times. It was funny. <laughs> and I'm like, and, like oh. and they just closed the door and walked off and I was like, this is dad life. <laughs> you were like, were you proud? Kind of. Kind of? <laughs> um, was there a sense of you that thought? I've got to compete with this. Yeah, I can't admit that on the podcast. <laughs> My wife doesn't really like stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, probably a lot of dad stuff. Like even today was just chaos, man. Just juggling work and the kids all together. But I probably had a lot of dad stuff happening to me. Okay, um, You can't recall the most dad Honestly, pr- probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to rock flanny shirts now. If that's a yeah, bad thing. You, you know what? You did rock that on your birthday. I, which uh, was, uh, I got a flanny shirt. I, would, um, I, I wouldn't say it did catch me off guard. I mind, mind, but not in a like, oh, that that doesn't suit you type thing. Um, it was more like oh, I've never seen you wear like a I've, f- I flanny have shirt. Worn, I've I've had a flannelette shirt once in the last ten years. Yeah, and then before that, I had a flanny jacket, like a puffy kind of jacket, which was like ultra. Like, that's ultra. Yeah, flanny, that's ultra Aussie. flanny. Yeah. And but flannelette shirts like flannos, as we call them in Australia, Flano. they're quite a they're quite an Aussie thing. Yeah, a did flano, you feel a good flannel? Did you feel nice and man? They're so warm. They're and I warm. said to my wife the other day, it's probably a dad thing. I said to my wife, I'm like, you know what I love about flannos so much? I said it feels like you're wearing flannelette pajamas on a normal day. So you feel like it's not a, like it shouldn't be an appropriate um, daytime. Oh wear. no, it feels good. No, no, no. Like, oh, it's it, an appropriate daytime item. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm more than happy. No, but you feel like it shouldn't. Like, a, like, like. Oh no, phys- no, it physically feels like you're getting away with like naughty stuff. Um, like I when, wouldn't go that far because like flannels in Australia do look like an item of clothing. It's kind of like when people drink diet coke and think they're being healthy. That kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, it just felt super comfortable. Okay. I was like, oh, I really like this. It feels nice, and I could, I could. You, you had, a, you had a bit of a lumberjack feel to you because your, be- your beard's very, um, very Vikings at the moment. It is pretty long, man. And it's um, the longest I've ever had it. It's pretty long. It's, it's. I wouldn't. St- it's, it's starting to kind of like do its own thing well, now. The, the, the long length on the, the front. length on the it's like a finger length when you put yeah, your hand there. Yeah, it's good. You got, you got the, uh, uh, probably three different colors going on in your beard as well. Thanks for pointing out that my beard's going great. <laughs> hey, me too, man. Come on. 
you know, when you start to grow your beard, it gets gets gray, and you start. I call to it. I call it the. Clo- I call it the Clooney effect, and I'm welcoming the George it. Clooney effect. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm I'm more ready for aliens to come in than me getting old. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. I um. Sorry, you gonna say something? No, you. you, you. Oh. I was uh, I was thinking this week because uh, at the start of the show you said what are we going to talk about and I thought you were going to come up with a topic and and I was like oh I thought you were coming up with a topic and <laughs> as we are here we come unprepared, um, but our, our unpreparedness is preparedness. Um, yeah. It's the essence of unpreparedness. Yeah, it's the journey to wherever. Exactly, yep. and uh, and <laughs> I, I did have, I did have some some notes on uh, on the app that I had thought about some topics. But one of the things I did want to talk about and it's probably reflecting around probably personal experience of late mm-hmm. uh, other people that I follow online that have made reference to this and just the general um, maybe just a general vibe of seeing a lot of new businesses pop up because I think a lot of people since they've their working arrangements have changed their lifestyles have changed a lot of people are trying to revert back to taking on their own stuff and doing their own doing their own gig you know kind of getting out there and doing their own thing taking control of their life yeah yeah and one of the things I've always found interesting, and I've seen this before when, you know, any any kind of business venture I've been in, is someone asks you for a quote for a certain service or product. And then you give them the quote and then they've bounced back and said, why is it so expensive? And they'll ask you a question like, why does it cost that much? I can get it cheaper somewhere else. And that very question raises some thoughts around, well, what then is, what is the value you're actually paying for? What's, what do these people value then? And often at times, like just to kind of shut it down real quick, when you get asked something like that, when people start to negotiate and heckle with you, they probably don't value the service and they're not worth the trouble because they'll end up heckling you all the way through the product and service and they'll give you a headache at the end of the day. Bingo. So you're probably not worth spending your time with those type of customers anyway. Yes. But for those that <laughs> This do, podcast is now over. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, elaborate. Yeah. Um, but for those that um, do charge a good premium for their service, because some services are not cheap, you'll go and get something like, you know, photography, for example, and you'll go and do a photography session where they'll say, right, it's an hour session, you'll get 20 prints or 20 photos on a, on a disc, for example, or USB, or you'll get them downloaded these days. Mm-hmm. And the quote will come back, it's like, oh, we'll charge you six fifty, seven hundred bucks. It's like $600 for an hour. Yeah. And people are like, why does it take that long? Well, it takes me two hours to do the editing. All right, four hours then. Yeah. For the time that I'm actually there. Why? You're in your own home. Why? You, you can drink a coffee and a hot cocoa at the same time. Why am I paying $600 for four hours of your time to take the photos? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because my equipment. Yeah, all right, but you spread that out over all your career. Like, you know, you got a two and a half grand camera and a few lenses, this and that. Spread that out. Like, why is it still that expensive? Mm-hmm. It ends up coming down. To what I think, and I want to kind of get your opinion on it, and I'm wondering what the listeners think and feel too, is the experience that has gone into the one hour of time that someone spends with you. Mm-hmm. And your your line of work is a perfect example of this. Someone will come into the clinic, you have a patient come in, they basically sit down at the table, and you'll charge them a certain amount of money for the service. Yeah, It's a transaction as, as it happens. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm sure some people would come in and be like, oh, that's a bit pricey. Or some people might come in and be like, oh, that's really valuable. Then you go to another service. You go to a hairdresser and like, oh, why am I paying $300 for my hair to be done? Yeah. For these two and a half, three hours. It's like, you got to kind of ask yourself, what are we actually paying for? Yeah. And a person I was following online bought this up too. And they were like, they, I think they did a, they had like a meme or a graphic. And it said something like, um, the, yeah, they broke down like a mock invoice. And they said, 
say for example, photography. You know, photography session, one hour of time, a hundred dollars. Yeah. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Cost of goods or products, uh, pro- cost of equipment for use and upkeep, forty-five dollars. Okay. Cost of editing time, sixty dollars. Cost of twenty years of experience to know how to take all of your photos, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you go and give the wedding person the bill, ten grand for their wedding photos. Exactly. And it's like it made me realize, I'm like, you know what? And I, knew, I kind of knew this before, but it really kind of hit home again. Yeah. That we're not paying people for the service, the service as such, so. but all the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think this is always comes back to as well. A lot of these senior business people and senior leaders, mm-hmm. and I, and I and I have a strong suspicion that quite a number of our listeners on our podcast probably sit in the above middle range income. I think that'd be. I think that'd be a fair, thing, to say. A fair to say. Yeah. I think the and knowing the market and the demographic and looking at the suburbs and knowing a lot of the clients and stuff like that that mm-hmm. would listen to our podcast and stuff. Yeah. They're on the higher end of the income scale. Yes. And they would probably, or at least, or at least aspiring to that. Yeah. As well. And they would probably. We do have some younger. It would have certainly some younger ones. Yeah. There'd, yeah. Be, there'd be a range, but yeah. we'd have a portion. The, the a larger portion, portion is that. Yeah. Would probably be you know they'd have a, a high dispensable income, and it kind of makes me appreciate when they get paid a lot and you get these CEOs that get paid like gazillions you know 5 10 15 20 plus million dollars a year mm-hmm. surgeons getting paid millions and millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. they're going through a surgery and they're getting paid like racks and racks for a day's worth of surgery yeah yeah their time takes an hour and a half in the surgery 6 hours in the surgery and they get to go and play golf but what so are we what? paying for <laughs> yeah we're paying for the yeah. in my opinion the experience 100% yeah. and is that is that fair? I think it is. I think it's one of those things like, look, we could we could peel this, but there's there's multitude of layers to pricing things. But I don't think we're going to get into the how to price. I think it's what you say. Like, it, ultimately, it's the experience. Mm. And I'm not sure exactly what the technical term is, but it's it really comes down to a form of supply and demand mm. with any kind of service. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes you probably don't need the work. So in a way to filter the type of clients you want is to not necessarily outprice those type of people, but it's to set it to a level where it'll get you out of bed. Mm. And I know that probably sounds really arrogant, but if you've gone to a place of expertise, you're probably entitled to do that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it, and again, there's so many layers of it to unpack. So that's almost like using your using the charge rate, I guess, if you like, to justify you even performing the work after that because you've invested so much time. You need an ROI. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So when you first start off, it, there's none of that. It's purely mm. just building reputation, etc. And then everyone knows what happens from then on. Once you've reached a certain pinnacle. That's essentially what you what you described is exactly that. You, it's it's a multitude of like filtering through the type of clients you may or may not want, and and there's 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 businesses out there that feed off like they and the businesses do really well off the drop back of other client of other businesses as well. Mm. Like people, and I mean this in the nicest way, they build their businesses on picking up off other people's scraps, and they do really really well, mm. and they market their business or their services based on getting the fat when you cut the fat they feed off the fat and that's no, and there's nothing wrong with that either mm. but if we're if we're going down to the premium service the photographer the surgeon the architect 
the chef, you know, you go to some places, some restaurants and, you know, you like, you know, straight away, you're going to get a different type of service when you got to prepay for your seven course meal before you even arrive. Yeah. All right. Um, they don't muck around because even if you don't show up, tough titties. And the prepayment you know I mean? is a premium. Too. And it's a premium. And then if you appreciate that certain type of art that's on your plate, the the sommelier that's tr- telling you what type of wine is going next with your next type of meal, mm. if you appreciate that, then you do. If you don't appreciate it, that's fair enough. Mm. If you prefer like a good fat ribs and steak, mm. then, you know, you you can kind of do that too. It just means that it's not your type of um, like lane. Just yeah. go somewhere else. Interject for a second. I just lost the video. Give me a second. Okay. And we're back from back, that break. Back on. Um, that, so, yeah, there's layers to it. Like, mm, I know there is. But I, Chefing's an interesting one. Yeah. I think it is. Because often you go to a restaurant and you'll pay you'll pay like a ridiculous amount for a certain meal. Because like you're, pay, you're paying for it, it. It really comes down to this culinary arts. Mm. Like they've surpassed cooking you a good steak mm. and a nice roast chicken. Like now they are creating masterpieces. And if you value that, then you pay for it. If you don't value it, you move on to somewhere else. Mm. That's the beauty about different types of businesses. You don't have to go with that someone. But if you want a specific feel of a, a, a fine dine restaurant, but you want to pay a pub price, well, then you're delusional. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the problem I have with a lot of people. It's like, you want my service, but you want me to devalue it. Why? Oh, because it's too expensive. Says who? You? Mm. Who be, Who made you boss? Like, mm. if I want to charge $500 or $1,000 an hour, you might look at it and be like, oh, you're crazy. You're not going to make You're not gonna make any money. Okay, well, I'm not going to make any money then. Yeah. Who are you to tell me what I should be charging? Now, most people might then turn around and be like, oh, what well, that service that person is offering isn't that good. They're delusional. Maybe they are. But... It's one way we're going to find out one way or another. And surgeons yeah. are a classic one for that, right? Yeah, because, that's right. And there's levels of surgeries. There's professors, there's general surgeons, and there's everything in between, right? And, you know, everyone's been to see a specialist before. You sit down for 15, 20 maybe tops. 300 bucks later. 300 bucks. You know what I mean? And, you know, okay, yeah, you get, in, depending on what country you are, but if you're lucky enough to live living in Australia, you get these sort of Medicare rebates and et cetera. But you're still forking out. 300 bucks mm, that's right. and one thing that irks me is like it's almost like when when you speak to people and they kind of they they make it a, as if it's like an us versus them kind yeah, of thing that's right and i'm like what are you what are you talking about dude like do you have any idea the level of study time expertise and risk risk insurance requirement you said it right there risk reputation is mm-hmm. massive now it doesn't you don't have to be a surgeon but if you are a premium builder architect and you're building a cliffside home you you like you need to get that right you need to get that shit right no and in order in and in order to get it right it may mean that that may be your only job for the next six to 12 months mm. therefore you need to charge accordingly so that you can live so if your client prospective client is prepared to pay for the building and the construction under your supervision for that premium price because mm. you're outlaying the time and the risk, yeah, 100%, you have to do that. Mm. They don't have to go with you, 
But if they do, then you have to charge accordingly. Yeah. I think there is some truth to you get what you pay for. Ah, that, that, that 100% yeah. is. Yeah, I think there has to be some truth to you get what you pay for. Um, every now and then you'll come across something where, look, and I think it's, I think it's, the market is an interesting time now. The market's opened up. It's so competitive at the moment that I've found particular example would be a lot of uh, a lot of new gear that I'm getting for my for my camp trips, right? Yeah. I've been spending a lot of time to try and find the best value item for a good price. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not out every single week. I'm out, you know, every couple of months. So I don't want to be spending like, you know, $600 on a lightweight tent, for example. Something as simple as that. Yeah. Because it's not just it's just not going to get used as much. If I was out there every week, it'd be worth it. It would justify it, correct. So therefore, I'm trying to find the best quality item for the best price. And what I've found is that no matter what the equipment I'm getting now, manufacturing competition has gotten so competitive <sighs> that people are able to make things for such ridiculously cheap costs. Mm-hmm. And the quality doesn't seem to be reducing all that much for these items. It, it used to be. From manufact- it used to be. Now it's not. But whether it's the technology's advanced or they've taken the requirement to pay as many people out of the situation, so therefore they've automated Re- a lot of it. Removed so a lot of can, middlemen. There's removed a lot of middlemen, so the costs are able to be driven down. Yeah. It, it must be. like This is ludicrous. I went on... Um, because, you know, I'm a big fan of Amazon, right? I, I use Amazon. I'll order like a bottle of cordial on Amazon and let it come the next day. Like three bucks, a bottle of cordial delivered. I'm like, it's the best. But I have also tested out the waters of AliExpress. Alibaba. Well, it's Alibaba? called AliExpress now. Oh, AliExpress. Yeah, okay. I think it used to be called that. Alibaba, okay. I think. I forgot the app, but yeah, anyways, keep going. Now it's AliExpress. If it's the you, same Alibaba thing, I don't from know. memory or AliExpress, you got to buy, you, you get per unit price cheap, but you got to, well, you yes. got to buy like a, a hundred That's or a thousand. That's how it used to be on Alibaba. Not anymore? No. Oh. You can go on AliExpress okay. and order one item. At the same cost of what it was before? Dude, it's cheap. Let me give you an example. Okay. Hit me. Actually, I don't know. I'm scared because I'm going to find myself an Alibaba tonight. Ex- Dude, it's, I'm telling you, man. Like Some All of right. the stuff you can get is ridiculously cheap. Some yeah. of the quality is probably shit. So you really have to spend your time and look at the reviews and look yeah. at the photos. Um, go on YouTube and look up product reviews for that specific item. Is that still recording? No, it's gone again. Man, why are we losing it for? All right, pause. Okay, we're Sorry back again. Sorry for that interruption. Second break. We're, we're having a few technical difficulties with the video this time. Um, for those who are probably trying to go and watch this particular episode on YouTube, probably not going to be there. Probably not going to be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. Um, so as I was saying, like I've been able to search a few things. I've had to go and look at reviews, and sometimes you've got to go on YouTube and go and do a review of the po- the product itself, right? I can face you now because we're not the video. Yeah. Um, this is more intimate now. Um, <laughs> and I, I've... I've managed to go and look at certain products online. Yeah. And I'm like, this looks pretty good. I can get away with using this a couple of times for the cost. Okay. So I'm willing to dispose of that amount of money to buy something if I'm going to get that amount of use out of it. Yeah. So the first item I ever got on AliExpress. This is the f- oh, so you actually bought something? Dude, okay. listen to this. All right. It's not going to be exciting what I got. No, but but the price is ridiculous. Okay. And where it's coming from. So I went online yeah. and I was flicking through like camping gear. And then it had tent pegs, something simple. Tent pegs. Tent pegs. They're aluminium, lightweight, super light. I mean, one of them's like, it's like a feather. You can pick it up. Like you don't even feel like you're holding it. They're lightweight. And it had like four tent pegs. And then they, it was like three bucks delivered from China. Okay. 
And I was like, nah, three bucks is steep. Then as soon as I looked at it, it said, get these for 32 cents. Deliver, like deliver. It said 32 32 cents. cents. I was like, because they give you a coupon. Okay. So AliExpress is big on coupons. Okay. So what happens is you go online, the store will give you a coupon if you spend over a certain amount of money, Mm -hmm. which then pulls the price down. Yeah. I got four aluminium tent pegs delivered from China mm-hmm. in less than four weeks. Yeah. Because it's late time, in the middle of COVID. Yeah. I kid you not, they debited my account 32 cents. 32 cents. How can you package <laughs> a product, manufacture it? These things would have to be manually tied, the little loops and stuff on them. Yeah. Put it in the bubble wrap, ship it on a plane from China to Australia yeah. for 32 cents. Yeah, it's ludicrous. No, I didn't need the tent pegs. <laughs> but what I wanted to validate was AliExpress to see if it was good enough to use. Okay, I'm going to jump, on, like, I'm jump on AliExpress. And I was like, if these tent pegs come, you're going to be like, I am going to build a wish list on AliExpress. <laughs> and I'm going to start buying some shit on AliExpress. <laughs> well, this the, dude, the tent pegs came. I was like, I opened it up and I was like, 32 cents. They actually came. Yeah. I put the tent pegs in my bag. I didn't think twice. I don't need tent pegs. I got plenty of tent pegs. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was a the test. Fact of it, I was yeah. willing to test. For 32 cents. And I literally kid you not, my account said 32 32 cents. This is the thing, right? This is like, because what's big now, and I'm not like super like in it, but like this speaks volumes as as to how big e-commerce is at the moment Mm. because of that. You know what I mean? Someone's probably going to buy, how many 10 pegs was it? Four. Okay. Someone's probably going to buy 4,000 10 pegs. Well, you go to a camping store and buy four 10 pegs, about 10 bucks. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're going to do. For these tiles, they're going to see they're going to see the ten pegs, and they're going to be like, "Huh, thirty-two cents? Like my math isn't great." They're going to be like, "So ten for thirty-two cents? Is that right?" So they're going to be four. like, four ten pegs." I got four ten pegs, thirty-two cents. Oh, so four to sorry, four ten pegs. They're going to be like, you know, what? I'm going to buy four thousand of them. Yeah, and I'm going to sell them for Flip a them. dollar. Yeah, that's it. Done. That's right. That, and and that's and, and it's just, and and because then some people might not have just that. Not that you have um, excess. Um, time, but some people may, might be so time poor to a point where they'd be like, ah, yeah, a dollar, that's cheap. Pfft, bang. Mm-hmm. You get, I don't know, 20, 30% of those sales, you're killing it. It's true. You know what I mean? And but um, it's funny you say that. We're like, you mentioned, so you were going to say something? Or? No, go. With coupons, right? And there's, when I talk about layers, there's layers to businesses when it comes to coupons. Like, that is what I call the fat. You know what I mean? And, and people make legitimate like businesses and have amazing lifestyles mm. on feeding off the fat. Thanks, man. You know, hey, I'm on the fat being fed on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like, I get it. Like, how do you explain to someone that you made a fortune out of ten pigs? Yeah, I know they sell you know other products I mean? on the store, but, um, I get but I'm it's just true. saying. They, I know, I'm, I know what you mean because because th- this they they'd be selling a lot of these units because when you look at the amount of companies that use this style of ten peg, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and I went into a camping store like a week later and looked at these 10 pegs that are in there and they had very, very similar ones there yeah. and there was like four of them for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I literally got these for like 32 cents. That is ridiculous. That's the thing though. Like, but but it's, what I was getting at is understanding what the bit, what you're trying to do mm. or the message you're trying to deliver. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, don't worry about people telling you what you should or shouldn't be charging. Charging. It's more a case of who are you within the market, mm. you know. And I'll give it. I'll give an example. Like a while ago now, probably like maybe six years ago, I had this really good young talented therapist work for me, mm. who was like 
very keen on like getting the business going. Like yeah. I wanted to build my numbers. I want to get, and I was like, and you know me, I'm all about imploring patience. You yeah. know what I mean? Fine tuning your skill and being patient and, the, and your time will come. Yeah. When you fast track things naturally, you're, go, you're going to skip a few beats, which may, may reduce the quality of work. Nonetheless, I was trying my best to work with this, with this kid and still, still is till this day, you know, a really good uh, therapist, but went through some valuable lessons at the start. And he, he, and it was like, he come to me with this, you know, brilliant idea. I've got a brilliant idea with your, your business has never done this. I want to get into Groupons. And I went, if you want to do that, you can. I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. Yeah. And he's like, but why? It guarantees this, 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 this. And I said, you're looking at the volume aspect. Yeah. You're going to get the volume 100%. But then you got to put the hours to fulfill the volume. But you, not only that, <clears throat> it's the type of clientele you're going you're to get. attract. Yeah. Now, you're telling me you want to be this, you, you want to be like a specialist in the field. You, you're like, you're, 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 what you're saying on your website and the pictures that you're taking, the way you're dressing yourself, all these little things are tailoring towards mm. someone of a premium price. Yep. People on Groupon are going to jump on that, okay? Which is which is fine, but then you're going to be dealing with those type of clients. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with people that jump on Groupon, but when you jump on Groupon, you're getting it. You want the discount. You're That's feeding right. off the discount. So you're damn straight. They're going to probably ask for another discount yeah. on top of that, and then complain about what the goods and services they got in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. And then the thing I said to him. After it's all said and done, I said to them, I made him like a little uh, side bet. I said, if you retain more than 10% of any of these clients, I said, Matt, like, I'll take you out for dinner. Mm. And he retained zero. Yeah. Because there's a reason. Because if he had said, I am this type of therapist and I'm just going to, you know, I work with Groupon and he had a bit more, bit more of a relaxed feel and he'd done like home visits or something, mm. maybe he would be able to tailor it and market it furthermore. But everyone was like, hold on a second. I'm getting Groupon price for a specialist. They're going to jump on that deal once, yeah. twice. If it's not available the third time, onto the next. Exactly, yeah. And so, not only that, it makes it harder for you to book your follow-up appointment. Because exactly. they're like, oh, next appointment. So that appointment's going to be, and then you quote the value. It's like three times the original amount. They're like, whoa, I can't afford this. I'm not coming back. Exactly. I'll go and find another Groupon. So then, you, so then you, you've essentially, if you don't know who you are within the field, you've lost out. Let's just say you run the Groupon um, uh, what do you want to call it, marketing campaign for a month, yeah. you've lost out a month worth of legitimate yeah. clients yeah. because you're fulfilling a short-term volume. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, but if again, if he had tailored tailored his persona and and his business and everything to, to that type of clientele, he'd be fine. Yeah. So it's understanding like where you where you sit. On yeah. that scale as well. It's true. Know? It's a good point. And you know, it's the same. Sorry, it's the same thing with like you know you're gonna go to a medical center, and if it's a bulk build medical center, you're hundred percent you're gonna wait an hour to two hours for exactly. an appointment. And then when you go in, you got four minutes on the table. Exactly. Get but if you speak to someone and they're like, oh, why did you pay uh, seventy dollars for your your uh, your GP appointment? Mm -hmm. Well, for starters, they run on time. Number one. Number two, they're gonna stay with you for. You know, it's not again. It's not about the value in terms of time, but you know, when you speak to a doctor for four minutes or thirty-five minutes, you know, you can kind of see what kind of value you're going to get. Yeah. You know, um, and 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 that's and that's 
Yeah, that's true. That's and that's a very real example. Or you go to a specialist. You know, it's true. Yeah. We, and it, and it's and the reason why it's so true is because we had a situation like that this week where we wanted to take um, one of our daughters to the doctor. And my wife went to a medical center and it was like three hour wait. Yeah. There was like 60 or 80 patients there. It's crazy. And it was like one or two doctors. It's crazy. And she went to another one. Same deal. There was like one doctor, a couple of doctors. Mm-hmm. Like he, the place was full. Went to a third medical center. Same deal. She's like, what do I do? And I said, go to like the private private doctor that we got. Go to them. Go for it. And she said, you just, just pay for it and do it. Literally went there. Went to the desk. Yep. Walked straight in. Paid for it. Paid for it. Got a premium service. Got a good service. Yeah. Everything was done and out. That's just what it is. And because sometimes you pay for that too. Yeah. You know, you pay for the, um, you know, skipping the line, so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? If you want to save your 70 bucks, well, then you sit in, in a plastic chair for three yeah. hours. It's right. And, and look, I, I totally get it. So, so, and, and I've been in situations like this before where at times in my life, I couldn't afford to pay $70 for a doctor visit because I'm yeah. like, I don't have the money for that. Yeah. Like, it's a real thing. Some people can't, so they have to get, go and use that, which is and, fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. That part, I get it. But it's understanding where you're at, yes. but not making the person that you're trying to get the service of come to where you're at. Exactly. You're, and just on, not, you're, on, you're on different planes. Yeah. And, you know? and probably not complaining as much when you get a service that doesn't cost anything or exactly. is very, very cheap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And look, I think this is probably why consultants also get, get to charge I say get to charge because it really comes down to, and that's why we want to wrap it up towards the end about, I want to cover that part off, but get to charge the fees that they do because often if they're a good consultant, they would have had quite a few years of experience. They wouldn't have worked at like one place and they go, oh, I'm going to go now and be a consultant. It's like, yeah, what experience do you have? Because you, you only get to test out lots of different situations, work out how to handle the variabilities of lots of different problems and solve lots of different problems that experience when you've had exposure to lots of different situations in which that problem's been in correct lots of different companies that that problem's been exposed to mm-hmm. and lots of different people you've had to deal with to navigate that type of problem exactly those right. three things coming together is what experience is it's not just i worked here and i got experience it's well what type of people did you deal with while you were working there with that problem exactly then you go to another company so what kind of manufacturing environment did you work in that you had to deal with that type of problem then you go to another place what type of environmental governmental regulatory um, clientele kind of people do you have to deal with to deal with that type of problem when you amass all of that together that's experience experience you have to pay for that and you have to pay for that and a person has to work long hours travel the world Risk time with their family. There's a lot. Study, even just do courses. T- just time in general. Exactly. Time in paying the time your dues. they've spent to do that. Yeah. 100%. And then you go and hire them and they're like, yeah, no worries. I can consult for you. What do you need? Well, we need this done. All right. Let me give you a, a proposal. Mm-hmm. I'll write up a, a thing for you and I'll tell you what I can do. Yeah. Then they go and get the invoice, the quote, and they're like, what? $3,000 a day? Yeah. $3,000 an hour? Yeah. What, what, what is this? What am I paying for? Then you go and get somebody else. Yeah. And then they realize three years down the track, stuff's not working. It's like, so which one did you, which consultant did you pick? Oh, we went with that company that's got that experience there. So did they have experience in this industry before? No, no but they were the cheaper they, option. They kind they of worked with someone and they- They had they, some clientele that was the same and they, and they were competitive. Yeah. Uh, oh, so now you've got all these problems you've got to fix. So how much did that cost you long-term? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. And then the stupidest thing is, is when you go to call another consultant and they're like, yeah, so who's the competitive one again? <laughs> yeah, and they, exactly. And exactly. then you just laugh. You're just like, just get out of my face. Look, like, you it, just- it's one of those things. That it's like, again, knowing where you are 
your financial aspect to to the person that you're trying to get the service from. It's 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 all those things, but ultimately time is probably the biggest one. Yeah. Time is the biggest one. If you spend that much time in an industry, you're bound to see maybe not everything, but way more. You are. Than the guy. And look, there are some people that are pretenders. You know, they'll yeah. get out and they, you know, they'll convince themselves that they're super experienced and they might get a few a dozen clients at the start but then eventually it fizzles out because they really don't have the experience yeah so you can lie to yourself to a certain degree but there are just some people that literally on a dime you need a problem solved you need an ailment fixed you need a freaking hole in the wall diagnosed or, you, or your car's not doing something and you pull up and you ask the question, you go in there, like how many times, everyone's been in this situation, you pull up and you're like, I've got to have to explain them to them, you know, this happened and this happened and then this happened and then this happened and they get in there and they just like very bluntly go, oh yeah, it's it's this. Yeah. And you go, fuck, is this guy like freaking pulling my leg or what? Yeah. Surely it's not. fix it in like, fix it in like, come back in an hour. Whatever. And then you go, this what afternoon. the f-? Like, yeah. and you're, don't get me wrong, like, I don't know about you, but it still sucks paying three, four, five hundred dollars for yeah. a specialist. But you, you, it doesn't sting as much when it's like, oh, was that it? Yeah. It's like ah, okay, so it's sorted. Then the 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 hole's been patched, or the the freaking my knee's fixed, or whatever. You know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's true. like, and I think you, uh, I can't stress it enough. You can't. And I get, again, it comes down to as you go on in life and you become more mature and you go through the ropes of things and you kind of earn your stripes, you start to value the experience more and you look back and you're like, yeah, I kind of knew stuff back then, but I didn't really know that much. No, and it's it, all in it, hindsight. It's, it's, it, it, it's yeah. hindsight and it kind of like a, it brings you back to your roots and it's a bit of a humbling experience, like making you realize experience is, is valuable. And it was funny, it was funny, recently I was in a conversation and someone, and I was like, look, there's a lot of, I said, look, in and I was trying to relay it as though the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because I've had quite a bit of experience in this area. Yeah. Like, you know, the decade of experience that I've covered off this stuff, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Yeah. And one of the responses that in, in this situation, this wasn't really, this was quite some time ago, but someone came back and said, yeah, but you never had a qualification for that, that specific <laughs> thing that you said. Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> I had to take a deep breath. And I was like, if you use value what's written on paper more than all of the experience mm-hmm. that I've just laid out on the table to explain to you and put it in context yeah. and relay the information and give you the whys and tell you the hows and connect the dots. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but you didn't have a piece of paper. Yeah. It just goes to show the lack of understanding and experience mm-hmm. and appreciation for the knowledge that someone can have. Yeah. Because... It's all good and well when people people like humility when they say that. It's though. just crazy. It was ridiculous, and, like, I, and I was like, it was one of the is it, it it became one of the highlights of my career that I've taken with me, yeah. and I'll never forget it. Yeah, and it it just goes to show that I don't think people value experience enough, mm-hmm. and they don't value people's time enough. Yeah, and they place a big weighting on sometimes you know a piece of paper, and then they can just go out in the world and think that they can charge and do or say whatever that they want yeah. and you simply can't no and um and to me it's like it, it's a it's a it's a a lesson in humility for some people yeah so what, what one of the last things i want to quickly cover off before you kind of wrap it up is for those people who are 
who are in a consultancy type role or in a specialist field or in some sort of a role or some sort of a business or whatever where they've invested a lot of skills, how do they go about charging charging to get their return on what they think and navigate and not be afraid of the customers they're going to lose? Well, the same token, as I said before, with that that person lacked humility in questioning, you also need humility in understanding like how much you really think you're worth. So there's a certain level of realism mm. um, in f- from personal experience. Like you can play it safe as well. Mm. Sometimes you can dive deep and like you know add on another twenty, thirty percent, whatever. But the, you got to kind of there's you got to be level at real with yourself in terms of how how much you charge. And mm. and really it, it really comes down to a time thing. It's like well I've been doing this now for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years you kind of compare within the field naturally and then you kind of put yourself where you are. But ultimately, your clients tell you. Mm. Like, if it comes to a point where, like if we're talking about a diary or a schedule, if it's quite simple, supply and demand. If you get to a point where, if it's a service where people need you right now, but they can't see you for two or three months time, well, one or two things are going to happen when they, when they get on the phone with you. And majority of the times when someone says, hey, I need your help. Yeah, sure, I can help you. The next next appointment or the next time I can come out and quote or whatever is in three months time. The first feeling is disappointment. Mm. The second feeling is, holy shit, how good is this person? Mm. When they are meshed together, the second one always outweighs the first one. Um, you naturally go, oh, fuck, okay. Well, if you really urgently need to get something done, then it gets done. But you never lose that person. Yeah. That person will eventually come back. They yeah. always do. That's From right. experience, they always do. Um, and and then you kind of go, okay, well, shit, if it's two or three months or four months or six months, then you go, you actually have to, it's almost in a sense self-sabotage. You need to go, all right, let me bump it up by 10%. Let's see what that does. Mm. If it doesn't trim any fat, then you just keep going. Yeah, that's right. And that's and that's that's the dot dot dot. You mm. keep going until obviously you be real, you don't be greedy, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you keep going until your clients tell you otherwise. Yeah, that's right. And then you eventually you plateau because every industry has a certain, you know, charge per minute, rate, hour, whatever. You kind of you eventually know you max it out, but you you eventually get there. Yeah. I feel like you can do all the different bits and pieces, but ultimately your your clients tell you. Mm. Clients, patients, what's whatever. They, yeah, that's a good you. I think it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'd agree on that one. I think um h- humbly set out your initial rate, your initial fee, or mm-hmm. what you think it should be based on your experience. And you compare it compare it. it to everyone else in a sense yeah. as well, naturally. And 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 if you genuinely know that your service is better, then Charge whatever premium you think you should charge. It's fair yeah. within that reason of market. Yeah. And then as your experience grows um, and as you gain the confidence of your clientele, then slowly increase your fees until you hit that that limit. And yeah, you know you'll, what you eventually know everybody. You'll knows. know what your market is. You know what your market is. You can lie <clears> to yourself and to clients and you can try and money grab and, you know, bump things up so you can, you know, go on that extra ski trip. That's not going to last that long. Like mm. you might get the your first two years worth of ski trips, but eventually people will catch on to it. Yeah, know? exactly. But um, yeah, you be real with yourself, and yeah, you you essentially keep you know incrementally 
Um, did I say that right? Increment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. My battery's dying. <laughs> you incrementally uh, keep going up until, yeah, until they, they tell you. Then you hit your cap, yeah. Yeah, they cap. The people make subtle comments, you know, especially people that have been with you for a long time. They're still going to be with you, but they'll say things like, Oh, it's getting a bit pricey oh, these they, days. They don't even say they're going to be pricey. They'll always use a sideways comment like, they'll even say things that don't make sense, but to get a point across. Yeah. Like, is this a new lounge? And you're like, no, dude, it's been here for fucking forever. That's their way of saying, you, you bought something well. new, you're doing well. Yeah. So it's like, okay, point taken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that's just one point. That's not all of them. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I'll archive that. All good. No worries. Yeah. It's, only, it's only been there for 10 years, but yeah, it's a new lounge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whatevs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, a good, it's a good way of looking at, looking out for those subtle. Being subtle aware places. as well is a massive one. Yeah. Like, and then I'm a big believer in um, not necessarily upskilling, but like if you're if you're gonna be charging your premium, you don't have to necessarily offer more, but make sure you're you're with the times. Exactly. You know what I mean? Don't 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 be that old dog with the old same tricks and then expect everybody to, to just keep paying you. To keep paying you. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because I think you can continue to keep charging more if you expand your services and skills, and they continuously get value. Yeah. There'll be people if they're getting value from you. Yeah. They will keep paying you. Yeah, that's right. And I think you end up getting to the point where. Your clientele might change. It might be the type of clientele you get. You end up going to the next level because they've got the money that they're willing to pay for that type of service because there's nobody 100%. else at that price range that offers that level of skill as 100%, 100%. well. So your clientele might eventually change, but it, but you, you make the, a good point. You have to keep upskilling and building that experience over yeah. time for that it, to keep happening. It may not be Don't get complacent. But yeah, that's ultimately, yeah. Don't get complacent. You may not be able to offer value in, in, a, in a new skill or a new tool or a new whatever, but you need to think outside the box on how you can provide more value yeah. to your client, patient, whatever. Agreed. Yeah. Good way. Good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. That one was free. It won't be forever. Um, <laughs> but I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. This has been episode... We said 92 at the start of the show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, episode We're 92. creeping ever so close to that 100 mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was speaking to my wife the other day, and every now and then I kind of say to her, do you know how many podcasts we've got now? And she's like, how many? I'm like, have a guess. She's like, just tell me. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> just tell me. Get to the chase, Yvonne. <laughs> she's, and I'm like... Episode 90 we just released. She's like, really? That's a lot. Yeah. She's like, were you going to celebrate your 100th episode? I'm 100%. like, yeah, for sure. So yeah. we will. We've got to start thinking about that. We've got to start thinking about away. that for sure. All right, but, guys. Uh, episode 92. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make sure you leave a review. Hit the like button on whatever platform you're kind of listening on if, if that's the option for you. But most of all, tell a friend. We'd yep. appreciate it. 100%. Tell a friend. And uh, yeah. And um, that's it. That's it. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, guys. Bye. Peace out. Bye. I was just about to say something real dad moment, but I was like, nah, I won't do it. You can say it now. It's nah, it's all right. This is super dad. So? Nah. All right, tell me after I okay. actually, <laughs> tell me after I actually picks up. <laughs> Sorry about all the, uh, the intra edits I have to do on this one. Well, actually, good. I'm not even going to edit. I'll just end up just leaving it as is. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.